My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. <laughs> Welcome to Hype Episode 10. So this is our 10th bonus mm-hmm. episode outside of any of the haunted happy hours or scary stories we did in the beginning when we were still feeling this out. Yep. And we are going to be talking about the new two and a half hour long film, Midsummer, by Ari Aster, who also brought us Hereditary. We finally got to see a good one again. Yes! About freaking time. Yes! Oh my god. <laughs> you know, I wasn't even excited. I was, okay. I was excited to see this because I love Hereditary. Yeah. And this was the same dude. Yeah. And I had a lot of hope for him because he's a creative. Not that all filmmakers, I mean, they all have to be creative, but very different. Yes. Very artsy. Very. And sometimes those movies can feel really pretentious. Yes. I usually hate artsy ones. Loved this movie. I think he's done well twice in a row now. I know that not everyone loved Hereditary, not everyone loved this, but I think whether you hated them or liked them or, you know, either way, they definitely have some creative merit to them. And mm-hmm. are trying to do something different for horror. It kind of makes me feel like Jordan Peele, who loved yes. this movie, by the way. Yes, he did. He praised yep. uh, Ari Aster for this. So that's cool because these are two great minds in horror right now that I think are going to break that mold for us. Because this certainly yeah. did. This was amazing. This movie yeah. was only greenlit on May 18th, 2018. And it was then premiered June 18th, 2018. It only took them a month to make this movie. Are you fucking kidding? Like, how? Really? There is so much detail in this movie. I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they made the costumes that fast. I don't know how they did anything. It is incredible. First of all, just talking about the way that it looks, visually, it is stunning. The colors are gorgeous. And it's a horror movie that didn't, because it is so different, it didn't rely on the dark of night. It brought color and light and sun and to beautiful flowers and foliage to the forefront and assaulted yes. your senses. This movie is so psychological. Yes, it I'd, 100% is. I yeah. didn't even think it was scary in theaters, but this movie actually gave me nightmares all night afterwards. Really? Do you remember? That's amazing to me. Do you remember any of your nightmares specifically? Or do you know was, you just kept like waking up and you were like, fuck. <laughs> I think it was just the displacement of you don't yeah. know where you are. You don't know what's going on. You don't speak the language. Don't even know what time it is. <laughs> and some horrible shit's happening. Your people keep disappearing. Stuff like that is mm-hmm. going on. And my brain was just taking that playground and just going with it. Oh, God. Yeah, it definitely was one of those where you go home and you're just, like, sitting on it for a while. Because yes. you didn't even know what my opinion was. Because I was no. like, I need to sit on that for a while. I finally asked. I was like, you got to tell me. I got to know what your opinion is now. Yeah. And it took days. Because I kind of... We were talking about before we even went, it seemed like just some very early reviews we were hearing, people that loved Hereditary didn't really like this one. Yeah. And so I thought, it, you know, like you said, it might be kind of like a get out and us kind, yeah, of, like kind of situation. Yeah, Jordan Peele has the same thing going yeah. on right now. But I am a huge fan of Hereditary. I am a proponent of Hereditary, like mm-hmm. 100% all in for Hereditary. Uh, and I really thought this was good. And it's almost apples and oranges because they are so different. Yeah. I loved Hereditary. And I've told you this until the very end when she's floating through the room and then it ruins the rest of it for me. Yeah. I loved this one literally all the way through. Start to finish. There yeah. was only one thing that got me. And then when I actually sat on it for a second and thought it through, I was like, no, you're fucking wrong. Like, yeah. this movie's great. Yeah. There were, if I had to say anything, it is a two and a half hour long movie. Mm-hmm. It's one of those where like, oh, that scene could have been shorter. But then, like you said, if you think yeah. about it, there was purpose behind every, every single, single scene. scene, sound, imagery. Yeah. It was all 100% intentional. Absolutely. It could have been shorter, but there's nothing that could have been cut. 
I don't. I don't. Yeah, think. and exactly. He probably had more footage to use, but he was like, okay, we got to stop at two and a half hours. This is going to turn yes. into the Titanic. Now he's saying that there's going to be an uncut version that's an extra half an hour. So this is going to be a three hour movie and I'm so excited to see the rest of it. I am so glad we didn't take our moms. Dude. We were gonna. Yeah. Our your mom, mom was in town and yeah. no. We were going to go, but then I was like, let's see it the day after my mom leaves and we'll just go the two this of us. This movie has some very awkward sex. Very graphic. That would have been horrible. <laughs> It's not rapey, but it is very graphic yeah. nudity. And it is uh, really uncomfortable. Like, really uncomfortable. But bef- we see full on penis. Wait. Which, yeah. Wait. What? You said that it was NC 17 and it got dropped down when they cut his penis stuff. We, full, we see his penis. He said it almost got an NC 17 because of the oh! dick. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, I honestly was surprised this this was rated R and not NC-17 yeah. because of the nudity. But what I do appreciate, to be honest with you, is maybe, maybe we're starting to see the beginning of cinema. I mean, how many years have we been able to see boobs in movies? Yes. How and many now years? now we've seen two penises this year. It's about fucking time. Yes. I agree. Because it, it's... This movie was not... It didn't, the sex in it was not... We are really trying to not do a walkthrough and spoil it, but... Spo- I think you guys need to go see it. Yeah. Go see this movie. Please, God, go see this movie. Support it. Support artists like this. Movies like this need to be made. Yeah, I agree. They, this was so good that there's a part that almost made me want to vomit because of the, the camera action. It gave me vertigo. Yeah. And on the heels of Annabelle 2. Yes. Not Annabelle 2, Annabelle 3, but Annabelle... You know yes. what I mean. We need to support this kind of horror because I'm so fucking sick and tired of things being cranked out by the Conjuring universe that are garbage. Yes. Support Ari Aster. This one was made in a month. Yeah. It's not like it has to be fast, but this one managed it. So. Yeah. And it's because they had a good, solid plot, writing, directing, and acting. Literally every, every single shot in this movie has something, some little detail in it that you need to look up. Honestly, it is so detailed and so much background information that you cannot know it all. Right. And that's what I love. I missed like one thing. Yeah. And let's talk about why. For for like a second, when we went and saw Hereditary last year, mm-hmm. there were teenagers laughing at all of the important scenes and yes. taking us out of the moment. Yes. Which were huge points of hereditary that you had to be in the moment for and they were horrible horrible scenes like when she mm-hmm. loses her daughter and she's crying these teenagers were laughing yes and connor finally told yes. him to shut the fuck up there were people laughing in this theater but it was when you're supposed to yes and that was good that was good audience the problem was <laughs> so this theater was mostly empty <laughs> We always buy our tickets pretty early. We never wait to get to the theater. We're always, like, the first ones to buy them. Always. Because we want to be in the back and the center. Yes. Period. Because that way, if we're the only people in the back, I can take notes. Exactly. And if we're not, we still have good views. Like, we don't have to crane our necks to look up or anything like that. So, I love... Back center. That's where we sit. So, we were the first ones to buy tickets. And for a while, there was nobody. But then we had five and six. And I think it was one through ten. There were only ten seats. Yeah. In the top row. So right smack dab in the middle. To you sat on the left, I mm-hmm. sat on the right. And so to the left of you, all the way in seat one, mm-hmm. there was a man by himself. Yeah. He, he was, was fine. fine. He was chill. Uh to my right, in seats nine and ten, there was a couple The loudest a couple. couple. Okay, not the loudest. Okay. The curse of your honor was way louder. <clears throat> but Okay. So he either had a cold or really bad allergies. 
because literally during the trailers, like, like nine of them, yes. at least like constant. He was like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, you don't have to caption it. Like, yes, we all felt that. Trust and me. then, and then there was the whole fucking time. Yes, it was so gross. And then there. he couldn't breathe out of his fucking mouth. Or excuse <laughs> me, out of his nose. So the whole fucking movie. Okay. And something else I need to praise this movie on is y'all know I'm a geek for sound editing it's and sound so mixing. Quiet. It is silent. If you guys like popcorn, eat it during the trailer. 100%. Seriously. There are some louder parts. A lot of it's like folk music. Yes. And he does use some musical effect. Yeah, but it's a, almost like a quiet place. A lot of this is in very intentionally silent. Yes. They want you to feel like you're there. Mm-hmm. And so you have to get into this dialogue. And sometimes music can take you out of it because you're, you're like, oh, I'm watching yeah. a movie. But if it's silent. And then you're trying to get into it. And, and you're then you with hear these him characters. Going, He's like literally the whole two and a half hours y'all i was sitting next to fucking darth vader over here who farted (laughs) i thought i thought it was he came in with a butt pillow y'all a hemorrhoid pillow which i feel for the dude i'm sorry about you like (laughs) i'm sorry that you got the hemorrhoids that sucks but he was a just i literally i heard one there was a series of three that happened at the same time (laughs) I heard one, but we're in leather recliners in this theater. So sometimes, like, sometimes when I kind of set at an angle, I'll hit the button on accident. It'll start moving. I looked over and two more slipped out and there was no movement (laughs) at all. None. And I was like, how dare you? I thought Darth Vader was just ripping him over there. (laughs) And I'm like, there was at one point. I think it was, he made some noise that may have been, I think it was when he farted, I looked at you and I was literally shaking with laughter, but it was so quiet that I couldn't make a sound, but I'm literally over here like vibrating <laughs> because I'm laughing so hard, but trying not to make a sound. So that kind of took me out of some scenes because all I heard was, <sighs> if you watch Tay Arnold. Yes. There's... Just like that. Exactly yes. like that. The yes. whole time. Oh my God. Yes. Stinky. And then like his, his girl his wife whoever he was with his girlfriend she like dumped her drink in the middle of it It was like the loudest thing possible and he dropped his phone at one point because you just heard it crash and we're just like are you fucking kidding me and i thought that he felt so bad because he left a couple times because he probably needed to blow his nose he felt bad but don't go when you're sick i was about to say i can't be having fun i was like for sure like he's not gonna make it through this like two and a half hour movie this is a long time to sit and be sick yeah no he fucking made it dude so probably went home and passed out but i bet yeah, because this movie started at 7. I literally looked at 7 o'clock at it started. Yeah, it oh was a late God. night. But worth it. Definitely worth it. Other it than was Darth amazing. Vader. Yeah, it was. So you kind of, if you've seen the trailer, honestly, it does tell you a lot in the trailer, but it can't even start to touch on really what it's going through. Midsummer is a traditional celebration in Sweden. Mm-hmm. I didn't do a ton of research on that, but it is like it's very cool, yeah, cultural. Yeah, it's usually like Juneish. They high do sun, it. long mm-hmm. days. You know, yep. it's just a celebration festival. Yeah. Well, this this is a dark take on that. Yeah. So one of the first you get this Ari Aster, Ari Aster. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing mm-hmm. that. Ari. He loves to dabble in grief he loves grief stemming horror movies i mean i'm assuming with the two i've seen hereditary and now midsummer grief is really the central theme here and it executes in very different ways though because this poor girl 
her sister is bipolar and kills her parents and herself. So, I, like, could you imagine that? All no. of a sudden you have a family and then all of a sudden you don't. No. And well, you no. have no one in your corner really helping you. Because, because her boyfriend wants to leave her. Her boyfriend's a piece of shit. Yeah. This whole time, honestly, I looked at you. I was like, I cannot wait for him to die. Yeah. And it's like, he's trying. I think he, the writer is, the director is Ari Aster, did a really good job of writing his character because he, you can tell he like wants to be a good person and he tries to do a couple things right and he really does care for her, but he doesn't. This is a horrible relationship for both of them. Yeah. And they both need to split ways, but then this happens and nobody's going to leave somebody in the midst of that. But I literally just got chills because I'm about to say it. I felt them go from head to toe. The both Tony Collette and Hereditary, and I'm so sorry I don't know this actress's name. I but she was amazing. She laid on him and screamed and cried when she found out, and he's For just a like gripping time. her, and she's just in agony. I literally have gotten chills three times since talking about that because I have never lost a child, and I've never lost both parents, but just like losing people and knowing what that feels like and knowing how I would react if I lost my husband or my mother or my brother or your whole family or all at once you know it's so I mean she just did such an incredible job because you have to go places to do that shit man that doesn't just come out of your body because you're a good actress yeah I mean, I'm sure you go to that place because you're a good actress, but you got to dig deep. You got to find that somewhere in you to do. And it was very real. And once again, this is going to be another performance that is overlooked and not cared about by the Academy. And that's really sad. Yeah, it's going to be really unfortunate. The Hereditary was completely overlooked by the Academy and Midsummer probably will be too. Us probably. mm, Us might get some because Get Out did. That's true. That's okay. Get Out did. So we'll see, you know, not that the Academy is the end all be all. It's not. Because it is very political. Exactly. But I wish it wasn't because these are the performances that we should be rewarding. Give it a, give it a horror movie category. Yeah. I just don't understand why horror has to be scoffed at. Exactly. Because some of these actors and actresses put themselves through things that comedy actors never will. Yes. That are more difficult and more impressive than any drama I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. His friends also, it's not like they're not a, it's not like they don't like her. They just know that he wants out of this relationship and she's kind of like, yeah, and she's kind of like dragging him down. Like they're like, you need to break it off, whatever. But also, can I comment why, why do guys support their friends in stupid fucking comments they make or stupid decisions they do to the ends of the earth? Like I get supporting your friends, but if you did something really stupid or were such a fucking asshole to someone, I would say something to you. You got a, you got an example? Like, personal one? That you've done? No, no. No, because I would say something to you. Like, him wanting to burn your house down is what I'm getting at here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if a friend of yours said he wanted to burn some girl's house down, would you actually fucking do that? Or in this, they just... He lies to Danny eventually and says, yeah, come to Sweden with us. And then he tells his friends, no, she's not going to come. Even though I invite her, she's not going to come. And then his friends are just sitting there like, oh, yeah, totally. We knew you were going to come and we want you to. Yeah. Because they're going to protect this dude forever. So there's these four guys and they're all friends. And one of them is from this little community in Sweden. And they're going to Sweden for a month and a half. Which really quick, by the way, did you notice that there's actually a correlation between all of them and like... Like Cabin in the Woods says, there's Mm -hmm. the fool and the scholar and... Yep. Yeah. 
You've got your cliches. That you have to sacrifice. This outside blood. Yep. <laughs> so he invites her because he feels guilty. He doesn't want to leave her for a month and a half. And also he didn't fucking tell her that he was going to go. He fucking didn't tell her that he was even, that he had a ticket. And he's telling her in front of his friends, oh, I probably won't go. And then he fucking gaslights her and makes her, like, she should be upset at this. And he flips it around to himself. That is a horrible, abusive relationship between the two of them. They're both. Yeah, like mentally. So Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there are points where you can see she manipulates him because of codependency to bring, to come back. Please yeah. don't leave me. But right. there are times when he is, he gaslights her. Yeah. That is so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, because she's like, no, no, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I just don't understand. Help me understand. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm just going to leave. Fucking you know? break up with him. I don't get it. Or break up with her, honestly. Like, yes. I don't need you staying around for pity. Like, you know, like, it's not doing me any favors if you don't even want to be here. You're not giving me any if anything emotionally. Yes. You're not giving me what I need. Somebody else will. Mm-hmm. But she decides to go with them. And so they take off to Sweden for this midsummer festival. And this community is very cultish right off the get-go. They, before they even get to the main, like, commune, if you will, Mm -hmm. they stop and take mushrooms with some random people that are in that, you know, community. And that sounds, you were like, this looks fun. And then it all went to hell and you were like, fuck that. (laughs) It does. Well, for a minute it does. They're just sitting there and they're so high. And I'm like, okay, just chilling. Looks like fun. And then she gets crazy. I'm like, she's like seeing things pop up and uh uh-uh, fuck that. Yeah, trips have a lot to do with your mindset. Mm-hmm. So if you're, like, in the trenches of grief and despair. Maybe yeah, maybe don't. Yeah. If you're, like, I am so happy. I'm such a happy person. Happy, you know, everything is yeah. great. You'll probably be fine. <laughs> but I would not do it if you were not. I mean, minus this part, it probably says some very bad things about me. I don't know. <laughs> but when they get to the commune, even the bad stuff, I'm sitting there, like, is it bad that I kind of want to live there? You know, it's very interesting because if you take away the murder, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like because the the friend from Sweden says that he lost both his parents and is trying to relate to her in a fire, in a fire. I remember that in a fire, <laughs> and is saying, "But I had this whole community to wrap their arms around me and that. raise me." That's amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. Well, like, it literally takes so a village. Loved. They ha- they yes. sleep together. They eat together at these long tables. And, yes. yeah, I think, you know, if we ever make a shit ton of money, we buy a bunch of land and build a bunch of houses on that land and just build our own little, little commune. Yeah. It just, it does look so loving. Like, when he mm-hmm. shows up, it's not even his father who embraces him because his father, we find out, is dead. But this man is so happy to see his son yeah. show up. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing amount of love. And he's like, this is my brother. This is my sister. Yeah. Da, 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 you know. And like... commitment. Like, we see an elderly couple eventually kill themselves. And that's actually an old Viking tradition. And Vikings settled in Sweden. So yeah. that's where this came from of when you become too old to take care of yourself and you don't want to be a burden to others, then you, you... just take yourself out. Yes. Yeah. And it's not a sad thing. It's ve- it's very much something they Empowering. want to do for the community. They are all together and they believe in that cyclical life mm-hmm. of just because they're dying here, there's a baby being born right over there. That's probably them. They're coming back. Mm-hmm. And I believe that so deeply to my core. Like that is my being mm-hmm. that I love that. I would love to live in that kind of community. Mm-hmm. Except for the weird whole, whole I, I, we'll get there. <laughs> So they go, and of course, everything is happy-go-lucky at first. Mm-hmm. 
and they're very welcoming. They meet this other couple from London that came with someone else. And one of the first rituals they see, and again, there's no way we can put a two and a half hour walkthrough in here. So we're skipping around a lot. But one of the first rituals they see is this ceremony where this elderly couple comes out of this temple, basically. Mm -hmm. Everything is all about them. You don't drink until they drink. You don't eat until they eat. And... Which I think is amazing. Yeah. It's very respectful. Well, when you find out that this is basically their last moment, that's how it should be respected because they are deciding when it's ending. Mm -hmm. They are deciding to drink and eat and stand up and go to their death when they want to. That's very respectful. Right. And, but they do that. Exactly. They go to this cliff and everyone is looking up at them just like lovingly looking up at them. As they should. Do you want to die alone in your last moment? No. No, of course not. You've got your entire community with you. Yes, everyone is going to remember that moment. I mean, yes, it's going to be horrifying, but to us... Not if you were raised like that, though. Everyone is going to remember that moment. They're going to remember what it was like when you died. You are always going to be in their brains and always appreciate it for that. Yeah. That's amazing. And, I mean, it's kind of brutal the way that they do it. It is. It is the goriest part of the movie. It is. But they cut their hands and they leave their blood marks on Mm -hmm. basically what look like headstones. Yeah. And the woman goes first and you can see that she's scared. She's crying, but again, she has control over this and she basically falls off this cliff onto a rock to her death. And of course these people outside of this community, this group of friends, this girl, and then the two, that couple from London are horrified. Some are screaming, some are having a melt. I mean, the couple from London is just losing it. Mm -hmm. And then the man does it as well. But when he hits the ground, he doesn't actually die. His legs just break. He jumped bad. He jumped straight down like a pencil when you jump in the water. Yeah. Like he's going to go off a diving board. So he cracked his legs in half and they have this, basically it looks like a big sledgehammer almost. Yes. And they ceremoniously walk over and beat his head in. Which I love. And they take turns. Yeah. Because it's not just one person because just like a firing squad, you don't want to be the one who actually killed them. You don't want that on your conscience. Mm -hmm. So they make sure that a bunch of people do this take hit. turns yes yeah. that's amazing that is very community based and i love that so basically we're hearing i'm a psycho that's what i'm hearing <laughs> no i think this takes it to the extremes but i think that you're right in the fact that these people never feel alone their entire lives yeah. everything is provided with to them they're pretty much cut off from the outside world but at the same time they don't stop their people from going out into the world. Well, they need their but, people to go out. Yeah. Because otherwise you're going to have a lot of incestual. Right. I mean, in this little community. They right. They have to bring people back. Yeah, exactly. Basically, after they beat this man's head in, the couple from, they're screaming and the head, she's a, a woman, is kind of the matriarch of this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? No, no, it's fine. It's their choice. Calm, chill the fuck yeah. out, basically, is what she's saying. She's like, I want to do this someday. This is yeah. what I will choose to do. Yeah, exactly. And because earlier, the night before, they're kind of walking around and she asks the Swedish friend, you know, he's saying their age groups, basically, you don't actually leave the children until yeah. you're like 36 and then you move on yeah. to the next season. Well, let's talk about that for a second. So yeah. the seasons in this community. So we start with spring and that's from infancy to 18, from 18 to 36. That's midsummer mm-hmm. or that's summer. Sorry. 
from 36 to 54, that's fall. And as he's saying this, infancy to childhood, you're just a child. You're just in the community. When you're 18 to 36, you go out. That's when you go on your abroad trip. You find the world. You find yourself. Then you come back at 13, 36 to 54. That's when you work, when you work in the community. And 54 to 72, you're an elder, and you teach people. And once you get to 72, you're done. Yeah, That's and winter. she asked what happens when you hit 72, and he says, you did. He makes the cutting And motion. he's just like, ha She probably assumes, like, you just are an elder and you don't do anything anymore. The really cool part, though, about those seasons is Danny, we find out, it's her birthday, the very first day of this festival. Yeah, that her boyfriend forgets. Yes, and she's about, I would say, late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Or mid-20s, late 20s. And that would actually make her mid-summer in that. Right. So she is mid-summer. Yeah. That's fast. That's that detail stuff that just drives me in movies like this. Yeah. You can just dig and dig and dig and you'll never find everything. No. Even if you, like, I've seen so many articles like Midsummer Explained, Ending Explained. Like, no. that's somebody's take on it because yeah. Ari Aster, if he's smart, he's not going to come out and be like, this is what everything means. Why he's like, this is. To? And who says to say, even though he wrote it, that that's necessarily like yes. everybody's going to have their own perception of this. Yes, I should. And the cool thing is, this isn't such an artsy movie where you can't just enjoy it at the surface level and not think deeply about it because there's still a lot to it yes. at a surface level. It's just like if you want to think about it and sit on it you could which is me that's a playground for my brain i live for that yeah and i could see how somebody would get really bored like i was talking to someone on our instagram actually and he was like hereditary bored me to tears it was slow and i was like this probably isn't the movie for you if you just want like slasher and action you know and that's fine that's they're different genres and if you don't like that then don't see it you know but if it's something where you can go into it knowing it hits long it's kind of drawn out but everything is intentional and has a purpose and you're never Mm -hmm. really bored i'm going to see it again i can't wait oh yeah i'm so excited to go see it again with open eyes and knowing the ending and watching it i'm so excited yeah i you'll probably buy it too huh absolutely yeah so of course, you can see that Danny is, she had just been going through all this grief and death. And so seeing death right in front of her like that, it's just, like you said, different cultures. We would, I would lose my shit if I saw someone fly off a cliff. Even knowing what I know about yeah. this and that decision. It's just a brutality that we don't see every day. But we see different brutalities. Yeah. I think that if we're going to go on a deep philosophical level and very personal. And I talk about this a lot because this is my story. This is my life. These are my experiences with death and grief. When my dad had cancer, the treatment made him so sick and so not himself. And so I I love him deeply, deeply. And I'm not trying to dehumanize him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, gray skin, 100 pounds, like, yeah. just sunken in. That's horrifying. It's a different, like, they would probably look at that and be like, why don't you just let him kill himself? Why yeah. don't you just do it for him? Like, Which Danny's boyfriend comments on. Yeah. That... We put our elders in nursing homes and they probably think that that's torture. Insane. Yes. Because they're wandering around. They don't know who they are. They don't yes. know who anybody is. And, it, and again, my grandmother had dementia, Alzheimer's, and I watched her turn into, she was a sundowner. She would just get up in the middle of the night and wander around, right. not know who we were, where she was. How scary it is. Exactly. You know, if we could make decisions, like if I was willingly ter- going to turn over to power of attorney to you and say, when I look at you and I ask where I am. Or who I am, 
want you to put me down. I'm happy with that. We do it. it, It's to our dogs. I made the decision for my pug, my old buddy, Mm -hmm. when he was going to die because he was suffering. Yeah. And we can't. It's becoming more common now, but it's still a fight. It's still people are like, you can't play God. You can't euthanize people. We do it to be humane to our animals. If God gave us this technology, if you believe that much, then obviously we're supposed to be using it. And I think, you know, there's the argument of suicide as the ultimate and last sin. It doesn't matter what you did prior to that. That sends you straight to hell. Are we not (sighs) thinking of the fact of people making us not use assisted suicide is them playing God? Like, no, it's not allowed to go that way. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, and... Honestly, I know that my dad fought... When he got his cancer diagnosis, he was stage four. He wasn't going to live. Yeah. That's not something that my brother and I really knew or could grasp at, you know, 14 and and 17. But it was something that had now, in hindsight, if I knew somebody... Let's just say... This is horrible, but for the sake of the conversation, my husband was diagnosed with a stage four cancer. I would be like, you do whatever you want to do. But if you don't want to do chemo and you don't want to do radiation, let's just go on a vacation. Mm -hmm. Let's spend time together where you're actually going to be able to do things because chemo will make you sicker than the cancer will until it takes you down. And I would much rather him go out with his dignity and his, you know, the treatment will kill you before the cancer does, honestly. And what's cool, and specifically, we could do a podcast about having deep conversations on different topics, but horror movies typically pull that out of us more than anything else does. And so, yeah, we can talk about Friday the 13th being an awesome slasher and bloody and cool and fun. But then there are things like this that just take you to a different place and put you in different cultures and things to think about. And yes, this movie is supposed to be horrifying, and but it's not to them. It is to us. This movie was made for Western cultures to be... Yes. Not that Sweden is like a third world country, but there are sex even in the United States and Australia and Canada and places that are fairly remote, whether they just be a group of like 10 people or they're a big group of like hundreds of people. There are cults everywhere. There are small places on the Amazon that still do things like this or there are still cannibalism and stuff like that. We don't understand. That sounds horrible to us makes a lot of sense to them. Right. And it's really shitty to say that who's right and who's wrong. We were talking about today, like, you know, I don't eat meat. Mm-hmm. I limit my dairy incredibly so, like, and I hear people, now that I don't eat meat, I'm very in tune to people being like, oh my god, those pigs are so cute. Going and eating pork kind of blows my mind. Yeah. You know, and then we've got people in India who cows are sacred. Yeah. And we eat beef, and that is just horrifying and then you've got asian countries that were like oh my god they're dogs at meat markets and that's normal to them like Mm -hmm. it's it's all awful on somebody's scale exactly we think people that eat dogs are fucking awful and they think people that eat cows are fucking awful and it's really hard to say that because i love my dogs more than life itself and thinking of wanting to eat that but that's what indian people think or hinduism excuse me not just one country but think of people that eat beef like it's it's the same and there's a scene actually in midsummer where the dunce character if you will Mm -hmm. pees on this ancient tree that houses their ancestors ashes and they like want to kill him because of it and And they do imagine that you have ashes of one of your babies could you imagine someone urinating on that no i would probably kill them 
your child. That's your... And this is, like, generations of ashes in this tree, and he has no idea, but... Also, did want to comment. They, like, put that couple on a little, like, campfire. Yeah. And then the next morning, they're all ash and what? It's not how it works. (laughs) Even when we are cremated... There's stuff. They have to... This is going to sound really gruesome. They have to sift it. They have to take a sledgehammer to you, you guys. Yeah. So there's bones. Your bones just don't disintegrate Completely like that, disintegrate. especially overnight, especially on a bonfire. Well, maybe somebody worked on them before you saw them take maybe. the flame, the, the ashes out. And so this whole thing is getting really weird. Obviously, she's really uncomfortable and things are starting to happen. Her boyfriend and one of the other guys wants to do their thesis at this place and study these people yeah. and well, that dude's really cool he's really yeah open everything yeah like he watches the ceremony like even of the he's an anthropologist so right of the couple killing themselves and he's like wincing but he's like watching and then he it takes notes at the end he's yeah. not scared he's not crying he's just like right. hey this is how it is and there's this sacred book basically their bible but their bible or whatever you want to call it is constantly being written yes which is cool yes and the one, the one who's writing it, the boy who's writing it, is actually a product of pretty severe incest. Yes. And he's pretty fucked up, Very honestly. Very specific incest, yes. they say. And so they let him paint and interpret what he's saying in yeah. these sacred texts. And they don't really... So this is the person with the big lips and the kind of deformed mm-hmm. face that you see in the trailers and some of the posters. He's really not in it that much. No, he's not. All they really say is, yeah, he writes our sacred texts by painting. He doesn't talk. Mm-mm. You see a couple shots of him. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. And I think there's more of a point that maybe, I mean, he didn't have time to put everything that he probably wrote into this film. I think it's more the, this, this kid just rules everything from behind the scenes, but you don't realize it. Right. It's more suggestive. Yes. It's because he writes their Bible. So he's telling them everything to do, basically. Right. And... One of, not the boyfriend, but the other guy that's doing this thesis is talking to one of the elders about the book. And he's like, can I take a picture of it? And the elder gets really offended. And he's like, no, you're lucky we're even letting you write stuff down. Exactly. Because this is very close knit. They don't want these things yeah. going outside because even cults are still under the law of the government. And if they knew people were flinging themselves off a of fucking, exactly. I mean, they would be subject to the law. Yeah. So, but he sneaks out one night. And he takes a picture, mm-hmm. and he gets murdered. By some dude wearing his friend's face. Also that. Dude. Yeah. So now we've got two characters murdered mm-hmm. and disappeared, plus the couple that were, they want, they were like, we need to leave, we need to leave. Yeah, they're gone. They they disappear. screams of them. Yeah. So you can't leave, which is another where this horror comes in. They won't let you leave, and they're mm-hmm. all in on it. They're all making up lies to tell the other people, like, oh, they left. Yeah. We saw them leave this morning or, oh, I, I drove them to the train station. No, they're all in on this. Mm-hmm. They all know that we're murdering these outsiders for sacrifice. Right. We have to hit a, a sacrifice quota here. <laughs> like, they can't just leave when they get scared because then we won't, we won't make it. Right. And so we've got these bodies dropping like flies. And Danny is really being looked at by everyone, especially by the man. You can tell that the man that brought them all here... Mm-hmm. The Swedish man is really into her. He really likes her. And, and honestly, he, this is the horrible part of me. I'm like, get with him. Well, he's nice to her. Yes, he remembers he her birthday. Her. He drew her a picture for her birthday that was gorgeous and was yeah. the only one that said happy birthday. He does care about her. And he knows that this is probably an uncomfortable thing he's going to put them through. But this is the outsider he wants yes. to be with. Yes. 
And he has to get that approved. Yep. Every mating situation has to be approved. And they, of course, like you said, they don't necessarily want incest. It happens, they say. They're like, eh, cousins are kind of if, you know, whatever. But they don't want, you know, just deformities in in their community necessarily. So he brings her in and she's kind of assimilating in well. Yeah. She is. is uncomfortable a lot and she struggles with the grief part and seeing the death thrown in her face with the suicides. But the women right are like, now. come with us, come with us, yes. come do this with us. And they're very nice to her. Mm-hmm. And he is very excited about that. Mm-hmm. While on the flip side, they're working on her boyfriend because this woman yeah. has been very into him. They, they need his sperm. Yes, she so wants... So they don't have incest. Right. She There's this woman that really wants to mate with Danny's boyfriend. And so part of them are working on pulling Danny away and mm-hmm. getting her over here and part of this community while the and other part... love her. But yes. But also, can you get his sperm really quick over there? Like, right. while she's not paying attention? Yes. And she actually... There is this scene that you've probably also seen in the trailers of them all, all the women around in like this little spirally pattern Mm -hmm. and they basically drink mushroom tea and Mm -hmm. trip really hard yes and they have this dance competition this dance looked like so much fun can we for like a little while (laughs) for like a little while i don't have the physical stamina but basically (laughs) the point of this is you dance until the last person is standing like if you run into somebody and fall because they're on like shrooms so they're very like run into you like oh god like you know they just fall to the ground so the person still standing is basically their may queen the queen of this whole like festival she won having fun this is like the first time she's really smiling and having fun after all this grief she starts to learn their language stuff like that it's great and the women are like holding her and they're like oh my god we love you this is so much fun she's finally feeling like she lost her family maybe she feels like she's She's getting something back and so she becomes the queen, and mm-hmm. they have a big feast in her honor. And uh, she sees her boyfriend kind of being real sick. He drank the mushroom tea, and mm-hmm. he's kind of not handling it and very well. they take well. her away while they deal with him again. Yes. So they take her away to bless their crops and their livestock and all this, do the ceremony thing. And while she's gone and doing that, there's the sex scene. And it's a graphic sex scene, not in, like, a violent way, just in, like, a a show a lot of stuff. It does. Because he walks in to find the woman that has wanted to mate with him this whole time. Mm -hmm. First of all, one of the elders has already approved it and Mm -hmm. told him, like, hey, you can mate with her. It's fine. Mm -hmm. She wants to mate with you. And he's like, um... And she's just been approved. Yeah. To mate with anybody. So she's a virgin. Yeah. And she's chosen him. Right. And so she's laying on the ground... With like all, presented to him all the elder women naked are around, around her him. holding hands this is very ritual in a semicircle this is very family yeah like they are being there for her yeah while she has sex for the first like, time which is scary and painful and yeah. all of these things and yes it might well okay it's awkward in the way we understand sex in this culture but could you imagine something that's scary i mean wouldn't you want your parents to be there to help well so like it's kind of sweet like her mom she holds up her hand and her mom holds her hand while she's in pain and stuff like that and that's really sweet yeah but real weird for us yeah but i just mean like watching it is yeah is it's uncomfortable weird. it's really awkward to watch and i'm glad we didn't bring our parents but 
this is exactly why you should not bring your mom or your dad don't. to midsummer. Don't like, do don't do it. But they also are like humming and and singing this mm-hmm. tune with the rhythm of the sex, yes. like and and towards the climax. And Danny comes back and she hears this. Oh yeah. That's and bad. she walks in on this. Yes. And she. But once again, starts puking. They, and the women take her away and they help her through that grief. Like she's screaming and crying over the sadness of watching her boyfriend fuck some bitch yes. yeah <laughs> and they're screaming with her and feeling that pain with her they're emulating her yes. vocals and they're so on the ground not with alone. her mm-hmm. and this whole movie is about that yeah and i love that yeah and the way we're talking about it really doesn't sound like a horror movie but if you just look at it from if you don't even think about like this isn't really weird to them and just look at it if, if this was you yes you can't get out they will kill yes. you you're in this forever now you're constantly drugged so people you are murdered aren't all there yeah and it's people scary. are murdered in kind of vicious ways. Like, we see one of the guys is taken, and this was actually, this is a real thing that happened in history. This is an old Viking torture thing. This guy is still alive. He is strung up in the chicken coop, and his back is split open, and his lungs are taken out. And the reason we know he's still alive is they're, they're moving. moving. He's breathing. And they his really eyes are replaced that. with flowers. I want to say it's something like the flayed eagle is what they called it or something, Ugh. because he's got wings because of his lungs. Yeah. Real things. Yeah. And so this is a horror movie. Don't yes. don't take our conversation about digging and digging and digging as it's not scary. Yes. Because it is. That's just what we do with horror movies. But it is. Right. So now she's the May Queen. She can do whatever she wants. She's head bitch in yes, charge she now. she can. Literally, she can kill people. And she does. <laughs> Dance straight, she does. At the end of this movie, they basically have her all set up in this... It's not even just a flower throne. She's covered Dude, from like head to dress. toe. But she's got no arms. She looks like a flower triangle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they basically had have to, just like in Cabin in the Woods, sacrifice X amount of people. Yes. This one is nine. Yes. And some of them have to be outsiders. So the people, the, the Swedish friend that brought in the outsiders mm-hmm. gets a special little, like, yeah. you brought in the outside blood that we ha- we get to kill for this. Thank you. Good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also brought in our May Queen. Thank mm-hmm. you. Good job. The elders in the beginning died for this. And then there are two volunteers from the community that volunteer themselves to right. die for this. And there's been this building that they said is sacred and you haven't gotten you to see go inside. In not allowed to go in there. Now you see yes. that they're setting these people up, basically posing them. Mm-hmm. And they put, they let her choose between her boyfriend, mm-hmm. Christian, mm-hmm. or one of the community members to be their last and final offering sacrifice and you can see her face and it doesn't show you the decision until they're putting him inside a bear that they dig out the insides on while he's completely they have given him something to where he can't move or speak but he's completely aware Uh uh-huh that's terrifying dude and not only are they going to kill you but they pose you in there and they close the doors and they set the fucking building on yep. fire. You are burning alive. He can feel all that. He just can't scream. He can't react move. at all. Yeah. Horrifying. Yes. One of my biggest fears is burning. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I know that you go into shock after a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. but like, you still have to start that shit to they, go into shock. They give them this thing, like, of the U plant or something, and they're like, so you don't feel pain. Yeah, that's a goddamn lie. He's the screaming. Dude screaming. His, oh my God, no. And it, like, 
everybody outside, she at first gets like really upset by this and wanders off, but then everyone outside also starts like screaming because they're grieving. Yes. It's, it's so community based that these people inside are screaming. So they're screaming with you. Yeah. We feel your pain. They're pounding on the ground and they're flailing around and doing all of these things because they're responding to the situation that's happening. It's not like they're like, yes, we get to kill people, but it's something that has to be done in a way for them to continue to thrive and continue to be who they are. And what was cool about this, though, is she's this sad character this whole time that's crying and upset. And then at the very end... You see her just staring in horror at Christian burning in this building. And then very slowly her frown turns into this like sinister smile with teeth and everything. And then the film ends. So she, we're assuming she became a part of them. Yeah. I mean, at the, you know, at the very minimum, maybe she's traumatized to the point where she's got Stockholm. (laughs) You know, she's got Stockholm syndrome. She's not going to leave. When will they even let her leave? You don't know. You don't get the ending. You get an ending, but you don't get you don't know if she stays or if she tries to go or if she gets killed because she tries to go or if she becomes part of this community Mm -hmm. and really assimilates. You don't know if she ends up with the Swedish friend who Mm -hmm. brought her in the first place. All you know is that whether it be through her trauma or actually enjoying this or she has just snapped and gone crazy because Mm -hmm. her body just and her mind can't deal with this anymore, some part of her is enjoying what's going on for whatever reason. So... I feel like we didn't, and we didn't even touch on like, we touched on like three or four scenes. Yes, there's just so like much twenty in this minutes movie of movie we've actually touched on that we just talked for almost an hour. Yeah, you so got to see it. Much to this movie, you and have to see it. you have to see it even just to tell us what you thought. Yes, like it. It's just so interesting, and you may be like, y'all, that was the lamest, longest, stupidest, most boring movie I've ever seen. That's fine. Yeah. But at least now you know why we thought it was interesting. And maybe you can go into that thinking of it a little differently. Because it's not one of those typical movies that's going to scare you. There are no jump scares. There's nothing hiding in a corner anywhere. It's a lot of implied, like, people are turning up missing. Yeah. And there's a bear in a cage. Why is there a bear in a cage? And just, what are they drinking? What are they eating? Are they eating people? Like, you don't yeah. know. You don't know a lot of this. And, and again, not being able to get out of a situation because you will be murdered is terrifying. Yeah. And watching people fall to their deaths also would be pretty traumatizing. True. If you're not used to that. Yeah. Which most people are not. So I would honestly probably give this movie a four out of five. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you guys are surprised. Like, I've been raving about this whole movie. Five out of five. Absolutely. I think this is amazing. I think this is going to compete for best movie of the year with us. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And, again, go support directors and writers and creators like this, like Mm -hmm. him. He's going to... I hope, I genuinely hope and believe for him that he's not going to turn into Annabelle... Annabelle comes home, the nun, blah, blah, blah. Like, I truly hope that he keeps that creative spirit about him and him and Jordan Peele continue to give horror what it needs and what it deserves. I agree. And there are places for formula movies like the ones I just mentioned, but we need stuff like this to keep Mm -hmm. this 
genre interesting honestly i can only get scared by the same jump scare so many times but if you want to fuck me up psychologically i'm I'm ready right there's a lot of ways you can do that i didn't even think this was scary had nightmares all night long exactly good job yeah i totally agree well thank you for hanging out with us i really really hope you go see it and if you do please let us know what you think you can hit us up on all of our socials on facebook and instagram we are the extra sisters podcast on twitter it's just at the extra sisters Send us an email at theextrasisters at gmail.com, hopefully with what you thought of Midsummer. And if you want updates and horror, some news article type things, all of our ratings for the movies that we've done, and if you want to know what's coming and going in horror on all the streaming services, you can hit up our website at extrasisters.com. And until next time, stay creepy.